0: If you will find the passage in Philemon, uh, verses four through seven, we know that it's not uh, that uh, large of a, of a book. It's one that we overlook sometimes, but we're in verses four through seven. Let me read it to you today. It says, I always thank my God when I mention you in my prayers, because I hear of your love and faith toward the Lord Jesus and for all the saints. I pray that your participation in the faith may become effective through knowing every good thing that is in us for the glory of Christ. For I have great joy and encouragement from your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, brother. Let's pray. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit, any word of knowledge you give to me to speak to a person or their situation. Lord, if you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then, Lord, you look at all of us in this room today, but you see me differently. I'm your teacher. I'm your preacher. On me is a greater and a more strict judgment than anybody can put on me from you. And I I know that. And I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. So in the name of Jesus, I pray his name that I preach. Amen. You can be seated. It's good to see you guys. Thanks for being here today. Uh, if you're new to our church or you're, you're a guest today, we're in that big, long book of, of Philemon. Um, all, all few verses of it. We, we overlook it sometimes. Uh, it's powerful. We're actually going to be in a nine-sermon series out of 23 verses, right? So you're going to wonder how in the world I can do that. I can do that. I have no problem being able to do that at all. I left you last... Sunday as we introduce this book with the greeting and the greeting is that you uh, We're talking about grace and peace and we say that when we leave here every Sunday But Paul starts the letter off with that. Remember, it's a book of grace. It is a book of forgiveness reconciliation Uh, Paul is writing to Philemon to get him to reconsider a situation that's going on in his life. Philemon is a believer, and he is a slave owner. And we're not we're not saying that Christians should own slaves, but in their culture that day, it it wasn't rare for that to occur. And Paul is getting Philemon to understand you might need to accept Onesimus, one of his runaway slaves and accept him back as a brother instead of accepting him as a slave. That's where we're getting to. It's what makes it a book of grace. So we, in these verses I just read to you, I'm going to give you a summary of how Paul is connected to Philemon. They've got a long journey together. They have history together. He, he says he's a dear friend, and he is a fellow co-worker in the gospel. They've, they've been on... There's been a mission involved together. Paul prays for him and actually gives thanks for him because he's been an encouragement to Paul. In this letter, he acknowledges Philemon's love for the Lord and his faith in the Lord, but he also acknowledges his love for people and, and other believers. Uh, it, there's a reminder here, they needed each other. Uh, the the church numerically wasn't that large is just beginning to grow like for example before the the book of acts acts 2 when when the church is is the holy spirit comes upon the church and moves the church they we're talking six or seven hundred people we're not we're not talking about a lot of people then and so christians Uh, were a minority in that time and they needed each other to be able to go through the day, handle government, handle laws, handle policy. They needed each other to figure out how does this kingdom thing actually work? How does this come together? So they needed one another and evidently Philemon has been that encourager to Paul. He, he Paul, uh, He prays for Philemon's witness. That is witness would be effective. Um, we're gonna talk about that in a moment, but today, you're gonna have an, you're gonna have an opportunity to share your faith. Um, you're gonna have an opportunity to encourage somebody in their walk with the Lord. That's gonna happen. Just because in, you live with people, you live around people, it's going to be able to occur. He encourages him to remember the good things that God has done for us that is in him, that is in us for the glory of God. He acknowledges that Philemon has a love for him personally, that Philemon loves Paul and what he does. He acknowledges that Philemon encourages him and other people that people are refreshed. Evidently, Philemon was a guy that just lit the room. You know, he was a guy that that he refreshed people with his presence and he calls him brother. And we wanna start getting into the body of the letter here. He calls him brother uh, at the end. Remember we handled last Sunday because it's the family of God. I I grew up in a time where people address folks as brother so-and-so and and sister so-and-so, not just talking about the preacher, but uh, talking about one another because it indicated that we greet one another as we are As we are the family of God and so the intention here is Philemon a believer has a slave who has run away and he's afraid to go back his name's Onesimus Onesimus is afraid to go back and Paul is encouraging Philemon to take him as a brother instead of embracing him as a slave indicating the family of God so if you look at all this encouragement that he's given Philemon, that Paul is remembering him and all that, you're probably, it sounds like one of those conversations where I love you, but, right? And then we're gonna, we're gonna throw it on you. Uh, it, it, it can feel that way, it's not that way, but if you ask the question and you've read the book, which I hope you have, it doesn't take you that long, that you're saying, Paul is setting Philemon up with all this syrupy stuff and if you're thinking that the answer is that's true but what he's saying about philemon is true he's not making it up no no strings attached but his encouragement is philemon what what is going on in you needs to go on in onesimus too. what has happened to him needs to happen what's happened to you needs to happen to him so he is giving him encouragement i I gave you all that intro now we're going to get to the sermon all right um when you look at this i've written three things that god intends for us to be and these come out of these verses four through seven one is god god intends us to be a person that counts their blessings i uh I firmly believe this, whether you believe it or not, I'm, I'm already settled there. I, I believe our enemy is behind us being so busy that we pay attention to nothing. And I think we've gotten busier out of the two-year COVID campaign than we were before. And he doesn't mind you being busy. He, he's gonna run you to death and when that happens we don't pay attention to one another we don't pay attention to what people are saying we don't pay attention to how people are feeling we don't pay attention to how people may be suffering we just don't pay attention we're we're, we just run and it, it I'm, I firmly believe the enemy is behind the busyness. It's the fear of missing out. It's the fear of being rejected and left out. And we, we run in such a capacity that we don't stop to count our blessings. It, it, it has to happen. Look at verse six for just a moment. I wanna focus on verse six. Pray, I pray that your participation in your faith, which is, is your witness, may become effective through knowing every good thing that is in us for the glory of God. It's the second half. Through knowing every good thing that is in us for the glory of God. I was listening to a song coming in here this morning and uh, it was uh, on Christian radio. And one of the lines is, the evidence of your goodness is all over my life. All over my life. Uh, I want to remind you that you and I are not good. Amen. People were talking about Jesus and said, you're, you're good. You're a good teacher. And the response of Jesus was, there's nobody good but God. Now We've got to stop and think about it. I, I have a saying now that I've been saying for, for a little over a year. And people, they go, "Hey, hey, Jeff, how are you doing? And I go, I'm trying to do good. And they look at me. Instead of just saying, I'm fine, you know, everything's, I, I go, I'm trying to do good. You know why? Because I can be bad. Wow. I can be a stinker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Julie, say nothing. <laughs> say nothing. I can be a stinker. Yeah. We all can. Right? We all can. It, it's, but, you know, the only good that is in us comes from God. And it, we live it. We live it for his glory. We can revert back to our worldly self fast. We can do that. I'm going to give you three things right here to make you understand how we can revert to our worldly self. The number one is our selfishness. Number two is our selfishness. Number three, will you finish that one with me? It's our selfishness that we revert back to our worldly selves. And here's what I think the gospel is in just a real simple way. You know, God gave me this life and he gave me this life to love me in this world. And I give it back to him. And I don't only love him, but I love other people through that life. It's, I, 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 I hadn't, I didn't choose this, you know. And I remember when I surrendered to ministry, uh, we lived on 906 Plainview Drive, and I remember coming back home from the hospital. Long story, won't tell you all of it, but I, I knew the Lord was calling me to ministry. And uh, we, we had this sink, it was that North Carolina blue, you know, sorry, Amy, in uh, the, the in, uh, is a, is I guess what you did back then in the colors in your bathroom. And I can remember, I was crying so hard, my eyes were swelling together. And I I, I made a vow. I said, my vow is this, is two things. Uh, When I'm with people, no matter how small or large the crowd is, I want them to know that you love them. And number two, I want them to walk away knowing that I love them too. And those are the two vows that I made in ministry uh, to become a pastor or a preacher or a minister of the gospel. I want people to know that you love them and then when they walk away, I want them to know that I love them too. And uh, so I'm trying to be good, right? What's, look back at that verse in verse six for a moment. We have good that is in us, but it's from God. It's not from you. And we live it, we live it in the glory of who he is and what he has done in our lives. He, he blesses us to be able to bless other people Amen. we're blessed so that we can therefore be a blessing how, how quick are we to complain you know, here in Anderson County parts of Franklin County when the storm came through the water was out in most of Lawrenceburg they had to shut down restaurants and water wasn't working at our house and you, you know, it, and then when that's not working, it shuts down everything, right? And and uh, I'm, uh, I just real quickly when we were without, made me thankful. When that thing came back on, man, I was I I just stared at it, you know, with water coming out of the faucet. I know small things amuse small minds. I understand, but but uh, I was I was amazed by it. And it came back on. It's like life's happening now. How, most of the world doesn't have what you have. Most of Europe doesn't have air conditioning. You know, uh, you, we we are blessed. Do you know that just you in this room today, you're wealthier than 80% of the world? And you're going, well, you don't know how much I have. I know whatever you have is more than they do. I mean, it's we 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 we're. we're If we're in a hurry and we're not paying attention, and one of the things you've got to do in your discipline of being a believer is you've got to stop and count your blessings. That's what people didn't do. It says they were forsaking God, which meant they didn't remember him and what he had done any longer in their life. And he gives us everything to remember. Uh, <clears throat> we baptized Wanda last Sunday and showed her video in the first service. And uh, the, even baptism is a, is a remembrance. The death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ. When we take the Lord's Supper, it's a remembrance of the sacrifice that he did for us. It's, why? Because we quickly forget. And you want, you want your life in balance. I know you do, I know I do, we both do. Uh, the way to do that is to you gotta slow down I really believe the father wants us to niche out a part of our day so that we focus on him. And when we f- and I'm, that means slow down. Don't do your devotional while you're doing something else. I mean, absolutely niche out a time in your day to spend with the father. And you will be able to remember how faithful he has been to us and the blessings that you have around you. When you're running wide open, you're going to fuss and complain. When you stop and remember, you're gonna count your blessings that you have in the Lord. I wanna sing the old hymn, but you don't want me to. Name them one by one, right? Of what we're done. So God intends for us to be a group of people who count our, our blessings to Philemon. He's saying, I want you to remember the good that is in you. And the good that is in you comes from God. And you give glory to him for the good that is in you because he's the only one who did that. And then Paul's got a little bit of a dig here. The good that is in you, Philemon, you need to give that good to Onesimus, your slave who has run away and is wanting to come back. So I want you to be able to see that. what God intends for us to be people who count our blessings. Second. God intends us uh, to be a person that is faithful. We are faithful to the Lord, we are faithful to the saints, and we are faithful to unbelievers, our witness. We're faithful to be able to be there for them. We just live a life of faithfulness. If we say we're going to do it, then we do it. Uh, And what happens when you get busy you get faithful to yourself. Remember the three indicators? Our selfishness, number two is our selfishness, and number three is our selfishness. Uh, we, we get to the point where we're just thinking about us. It becomes survival mode, and you just forget what the Lord has done. It, it's intended by God, I believe. For you to have the confidence in your future, you've got to look at his faithfulness in the past. And it will give you the confidence in him that he will be able to lead you in the future. So we're, we're faithful to the Lord. We're faithful to each other. And we're faithful to unbelievers. Third, the third person he wants us to be is a, a person that is a blessing. Not just that we have blessings. That we are a blessing. In verse 7 He uses the word refreshed, for I have great joy and encouragement from you, meaning their relationship, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. And I wanna key in on the word refreshed here for just a moment. It's it's, it's an important word. It means you lift up people's spirits. uh, It it is a word that indicates the bow, where the emotions are. And you lift up you lift up the spirits of other people, you are a refreshment to them. You walk into a room, you're, you're a refreshment to them. They, you, you might have a yes face. You might know that, hey, things are gonna be okay. You know, that, that, you just ooze encouragement and you ooze in confidence and in your faith and who the Lord is and what he's gonna be able to do in your life. You just lift up people's spirits. And let's just say it in that because the hearts of the saints have been, their spirits have been lifted. They have been lifted through you. Um, Back in the middle school when we were mobile and we're in our 25 years of celebrating being Hope Church, so we've got some pictures at the end of the service about when we were mobile. I remember using a story uh, that I got from a man named Warren Weirsby. And it is a, a story that's pretty common. You can find it in now, but back, back then, uh, he's an older gentleman, a great conservative scholar, but I, I got this quote from him. And the quote is, and Dudley, you and I have said this back and forth to each other. It says, are you a thermometer or are you a thermostat? Now Martin Luther King has used that in one of his speeches. Coaches use it all the time to motivate their players. Uh, celebrity preachers use it quite often. And I didn't get it from any of them. I got it from a man's writing named Warren Weersby. And uh, the, the key is a thermometer only registers the temperature of a room, that's all it does. But a thermostat changes the temperature in a room. So the encouragement here is to be a thermostat. The encouragement is to is to be that person that lifts up and refreshes the saints. Guys, listen, in this room, I, I, I know most of you all, I, I can go f- row by row and talk about parts of your life. Uh, the old saying is, uh, a good shepherd smells like sheep, right? and I I want to know your lives best that we can get to know each other. So I know a lot of your lives. I know, including mine and Julie, uh, and even including guests that are here today that I'll mention later. But we're we're in seasons of our life we never ask for. And I say that a lot because we're in them a lot. They are seasons of our life we never planned on. And and they're difficult times. And they're not all, all these difficult seasons aren't all alike, some of them are completely different. And here's what I want to tell you, as you live your life and your world, you know, your your day, I just want to slow down and realize how most people around you are suffering from something. Something going on in their life that they didn't look at, they're suffering, listen. When you help lift their spirit, refresh them, when you do that, you're doing kingdom work. I want you to hear that. You're doing work of the kingdom. And it's important. It's important that you see that. You don't know what everybody's going through. You know some of it because you know them, but you don't know what's going on. So be that person. Not only count your blessings, but you end up being a blessing, whether they are, whether they are believers or not. You're a person, you're the thermostat. The room may feel this way, but I'm going to let the Lord use me and change it around. And you, you do that, do you see that? And do you see that we're traveling so fast that we don't even notice our own lives, let alone the suffering of other people? And be that encouragement to them, it's huge. And we, we go back to the word grace. I want you to have grace, and you do through the Lord. You get it, but I want you to give it. Learn that you have gotta give it. It, it, it's a key here learning that i get grace and that i i give grace to other people you count your blessings and then you be a blessing in your life i'm going to go back to this i don't think some of you believe me but the enemy will have you moving so fast in your life that you don't notice the blessings in your own life, and if you don't know the blessings in your own life, how in the world are you gonna be a blessing to somebody else? You, you be there. Let God, he's refreshed you so that he can use you to absolutely refresh other people in their life. Back to Warren Wiersbe, there's a quote I wanna share with you today uh, that that comes from one of his writings. And he said, grace never looks for a reason, it only looks for an opportunity. And listen, today you're gonna have that opportunity. I don't know where or with whom, but you're gonna have that opportunity. You're gonna have it tomorrow. Live your day, go ahead and live your day. And when God gives you that divine appointment, you, you be a breath of fresh air to other people. You encourage them. Uh, uh, I saw a person Friday, he's, he's from Somerset, dear friend. And I saw him and I'm a hugger. I think you all know that. I, I'm just, remember I told you, the Lord loves you and I love you and I'm not gonna let you go. <laughs> you know, So I'm, I'm a hugger. <laughs> And uh, I I, I saw Carl, he's a dear friend, I love him much. And I just held, I I didn't just hug him, I just held him. You know, I just held him a little longer than usual and a little tighter, you know. But just show encouragement. Is there somebody you need to text today? Is there somebody you need to send an email to or even a card? Or just give them a phone call or just whatever just to let them know God uses you for his glory, right? He gave us life. We surrendered it back. And now he uses us to be able to bless other people. Philemon has got some things he needs to change in his life, rearrange. And Paul's gonna help him to do that. But he wanted Philemon to know you've got good in you. And it came from God. Now use that good in your relationship with Onesimus. And you do the same thing with you, you got it? So today during the invitation, uh, it's, it's a song that's gonna talk about the faithfulness of God. It's a song that talks about the work of God. And I want you during this invitation to count your blessings, okay? It can be a tough season, but he's still faithful to us even in our toughest seasons and let's remember his faithfulness today before we go be a blessing let's count our blessings church i'm going to ask you to stand the invitation is this whosoever will for whatever reason today you come our counselors will be here the team is going to lead us you worship with this song you pray with this song but before we go be a blessing let's remember the lord his faithfulness and let's count our blessings. Counselors, would you come?